Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ritman Grace Podcast. We hope that it will encourage you as you seek to follow God and grow in your faith. If you would like to know more about our church, you can check us out at www.ritmangrace.org or feel free to email us at ritmangbc at aol.com. But for right now, let's get into today's message. Well, good morning, Ritman Grace. How are we doing today? And to all those who have served and all those who uh, continue to serve, let me just say happy Veterans Day weekend. Um, just thinking about, as we watched that video earlier uh, on the screen, like how grateful I am that we can just gather and worship and have the freedom to do that, all because of the brave men and women that are con- committed to serving. So uh, thank you all uh, veterans, past, present, future. Uh, my name's Clark. I'm the pastor here. If we've never met, love to meet you, love to meet your family. And if we have met, as I always like to say, I'd love to catch up with you and see how things are going. Hopefully you're having a good weekend, though. Uh, we're going to be continuing in our sermon series in the Lord's Prayer. Um, last week, if you were here, we talked about that line of the Lord's Prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, if you weren't here for that, or maybe you're just now jumping in, in the, towards the end of this sermon series that we've been in the Lord's Prayer, I encourage you to go to our website at ritmangrace.org. You can access all of our past week messages. But we're going to continue today. The next line of the Lord's Prayer reads, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And I'm just going to say this out front. My son loves bread. My son loves bread. He loves the carbs. He loves the gluten. I don't even know what gluten is, but... I could tell you that he enjoys it thoroughly. I'm not anti-gluten-free. Some of you need that. That's okay. But if my son was to pick a team, he would be on team gluten, for sure. But I'm not going to let our preferences get in the way of God's Word this morning. I don't want an anti-gluten mutiny on my hands. But I digress. So let's talk about this line, give us this day our daily bread. That's what we're talking about this morning. Uh, I think it's important to mention this. Bread was a staple in the Mesopotamian uh, diet in Jesus' day. But it wasn't full of preservatives. They didn't have refrigerators back in Jesus' time. I don't know if you knew that or not, but it's really mind-blowing for me. But uh, when you made food that day, you had to eat it that day. So here we are in 2022, and we have all these different ways in which we can buy food and preserve it. I remember actually when my wife's grandma gave us a freezer uh, to put out in our garage uh, so that we could store extra food, I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, like we are real adults now. (laughs) We're not only able to have a loaf of bread on the counter in the kitchen, but now we can have like three or four loaves in the freezer, along with all these other frozen meals that we can prepare and consume later. So I'm like, wow, we're adults now. And yet we ask ourselves this question today, why do we need to pray, give us this day our daily bread? Is this just an outdated, unnecessary request? Because most of us not only have our daily bread figured out, we have our weekly bread, monthly bread, yearly bread, figured out, from savings accounts to 401ks to insurance policies. And that's exactly what the Lord's Prayer 
does, I think we're going to discover it, the Lord's Prayer, it takes our world and it turns it upside down. We've been taught that the good life is found in independence. But actually, what we're going to see today is that the good life is found in dependence. And that's actually what I want to talk a lot about this morning. I want us to explore three things. I want to look at the gift of dependence. I want to look at the dailiness of dependence. And then I want to look at the freedom of dependence. So the gift of dependence, the dailiness of dependence, and the freedom of dependence. So let's look at that first heading, the gift. The gift of dependence. I want to convince you this morning that dependence is actually a gift, not a burden. And I know that's hard for some of us to think about. We tend to think that being dependent is weak. We tend to think that being dependent makes us vulnerable. And we tend to think that when I'm dependent, we rarely want to be dependent on others. We want to be independent, self-reliant, and self-sufficient. Some of you really today, the Bible says that you and your need is not a burden, that you are not a burden. You actually need someone outside of yourself to depend on. In fact, uh, Christianity tells us, the Bible tells us, if you're not willing to depend on someone outside of yourself, then you can't be saved. The only way that you can be saved from your sins, the Bible says, is by acknowledging that you need a Savior. And that Savior is not yourself. It's not your religious deeds. It's not your good living. You must give yourself freely to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope you're beginning to see already just why dependence is a gift. Independence leads to separation from God, but dependence leads us to reconciliation with God. So what a wonderful thing it is to be dependent. In fact, did you know this? In Matthew chapter 18, here's what Jesus says about this. Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The reality is, children are always dependent on their parents, aren't they? Those of us who have been around young children, whether that's with our Grace kids downstairs, or with our own kids, or we've babysat children, we know that they always need something. Amen? Can I have a snacky? My son at the pantry door in our kitchen, he's just like, snacky, snacky. Just whatever it is, add a Y to the end of it. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, we just ate dinner. But he is his daddy's son. Children are in a constant state of neediness. And yes, we want them to become responsible. We want them to take initiative and have a strong work ethic. I'm always telling my two-year-old, you're not pulling your weight around the house. But we do desire our children to mature and grow, to get a job, and by God's grace, move out of the house. But we need to remember that there isn't a biblical or a theological category for an adult of God. In God's kingdom, your sons and daughters, children of God, 
You don't grow independent of God. Actually, it's the exact opposite. You grow into deeper communion and dependence on Him. Why? Because dependence is a gift. Now, let me just clarify something here real quick. Being dependent on God doesn't get us off the hook from working hard to make wise decisions or to plan for the future. Dallas Willard says it this way. He says, It is quite all right to have things now that we intend to use tomorrow and to work or even pray in a sensible way for them. What hinders or shuts down kingdom living is not the having of such provisions, but rather the trusting in them for future security. We have no real security for the future in them, but only in the God who is present with us each day. This brings us to the dailiness of dependence. The dailiness of dependence. How would your life look different? Imagine how your life would look different if you went into each day praying, Heavenly Father, give me today what I need today. Give me today what I need for today. Listen to these convicting words from Rabbi Sandy Eisenberg Saza. She says this, Sometimes we are so stuck in the past that we cannot change or so afraid of the future over which we have limited control that we don't really appreciate the present, the very moment before us. We worry about what happened or what will happen, and we forget about what is happening. We squander the one thing that we have for certain now. And how true is that of our lives? If you stop and think, isn't it true that most of our anxieties, most of our concerns, either have to do with the past or the future? And when we live in the past or we live in the future, we miss out on the present. That's why... This prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. And what that does is it anchors us in this day. It helps us be present in the right now of our actual lives. God cares about your days. He cares about this day. So bringing your day before the Lord is a way of living in the presence of God. Maybe you like starting your day by making a list. God cares about what you get done in a day. You can pray this, Heavenly Father, help me prioritize what I need to get done today. Give me grace, give me mercy when I fail in completing my tasks. Maybe for you, you need to have a direct conversation with your boss or somebody that you supervise. Maybe you have a tendency to avoid confrontation and conflict. You can pray, Father in heaven, I'm fearful this morning. Give me the words and the courage that I need to enter into this conversation. Maybe for you, you're meeting somebody from church, somebody that you're discipling. And they're reliant on your friendship and your spiritual guidance. And yet you feel ill-equipped to lead them. You could pray, Father, I feel inadequate when I lead other people. Holy Spirit, give me the words to say. Help me to point people to Jesus with my presence. What would change in you if you entered each day like this? 
Imagine what that would look like. How would that change your ability to be present in the moment? If we look further down from the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, we see that Jesus is telling us that this dailiness of dependence is actually woven into the fabric of his creation. Uh, Dwayne read it earlier in our scripture reading. I want to look at with you again in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. Jesus tells us, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So here's the deal. Yes, we need to budget for groceries. We might even need to implement some Dave Ramsey envelope system, right? If you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's kind of a financial guru. We have to remember that it's neither you nor Dave Ramsey, though, that puts the food on the table. Jesus says, do not be anxious. Why does he say that? He says, your heavenly Father knows what you need, and he values you. And he'll give you what you need today. Notice what Jesus says in verse 27. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? We do need to eat healthier. We do need to make wiser food choices. But listen, getting some Burger King every once in a while never killed anybody. I kind of say that sarcastically. But the point is this, when we're anxious about those things, it doesn't help our health. It doesn't add a single hour to our life. Jesus continues in verse 28, notice, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So here's the deal. You may need to find a different job. You may need to spend some of your money on a reliable vehicle. It's okay even if for a season your family needs to shop at the thrift store. Or you need to go and buy a nice outfit, but it's not you who puts the clothes in the closet. Jesus says the creator God who clothes all of nature in its beauty will clothe you even more than the prettiest fields or the luscious forests. Jesus continues in verse 31, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So literally, it's praying, Heavenly Father, give me today what I need for today. What about our immaterial needs, though? Things that we cannot see, things that we cannot touch. You may not wake up overwhelmed in the morning with finances and what food you're going to put on the table, but you, you wake up aware of your need to love those who are hard to love. Or what about joy? I need joy. I depend on God every second of the day for joy, 
And what about peace or patience or kindness or self-control? We need the Lord to help us with these things. And that's why in Galatians 5, God calls them the fruit of the what? The Spirit. We need Him every single second of every single day. There's a laminated copy of this uh, serenity prayer. If you know my story, I recovery was a huge part of my walk with Jesus, but I still have the serenity prayer laminated on my kitchen refrigerator. And oftentimes we'll look at that when my coffee's brewing in the morning. But it says this, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. Here it is, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and be supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. It's too bad we don't have any coffee for you. (laughs) But do you see your daily need for God? Do you see your need for dependence on him? Do you see your Heavenly Father's care for the mundane, everyday, ordinary things in your life? That's why sometimes we'll find ourselves singing a pretty popular hymn, I would say. This was kind of the unofficial hymn at Moody Bible Institute, but it's, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. See, God wants you to have clothes on your back. He wants you to have patience for others. He wants you to have food on the table and love for those that you don't agree with. He wants you to be wise and frugal with the money that you have. But He wants you to have strength and peace during tumultuous times. He's praying, Heavenly Father, give me today what I need for today. Jesus does not promise you that you'll never have needs again. He doesn't say that you'll never need clothes, that you'll never need, that money's not going to be tight again. He doesn't promise that. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 is saying, you'll always have needs, but you don't need to be anxious today. Depend on me, Jesus says. When you're dependent on the Father, who'll give you what you need for the day. We don't have to regret the poor financial decisions that you've made in the past. We don't have to fear the medical concerns that may be waiting for you in the future. What we begin to find is freedom, the freedom of dependence. So we have the gift of dependence, the dailiness of dependence. Now let's look at the freedom. When we begin to pray, give us our daily bread, the chains of anxiety and fear are broken. So we can experience the freedom of dependence. The words freedom and dependence don't go together very often, do they? As Americans, we believe in the declaration of what? (laughs) Independence. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. But here's the truth. Our greatest freedom is actually found in dependence. Pastor Art Azurdia 
explains it this way. I actually heard him preach this when I lived in Spokane, Washington. But this is a powerful illustration. Here's what he says. Let's suppose that a kite could come to life and develop its own personality on the one hand. On the one hand, it would feel the exhilaration that comes from the surges of wind that direct it through the sky. On the other hand, it would almost immediately take notice of something annoying. The tugging of the string at its center, a feeling of constraint, resistance. And soon the kite begins to think to itself, if only I could detach, then I could really fly. He continues, to the kite, you see, it seems that the string is limiting its full experience of freedom. But as any boy and girl who's ever flown a kite knows, were that string to suddenly snap, the kite wouldn't soar freely for very long. It would dart to and fro for a minute, maybe two, but very soon thereafter, it would end up on the ground in a pile of broken sticks and torn paper, never to fly again. Rather, you see, it is the taut line between the kite and the one holding it that enables the kite to fly. Here's the point. A kite with no string is not free. Rather, it's bound to come crashing down. If you want to be independent from God, you're not chasing freedom. Rather, you're enslaving yourself to sin and death. I don't want us to leave here this morning saying, well, I need to be more dependent on God. So I'm just going to grit my teeth and try harder and just really hunker down and just depend more on God. That's, what I, that's my takeaway. I need to grow in my dependence. No, rather, my desire is that you would leave here today with a self-awareness of dependence. That it's your state of being. Whether it's a material need or an immaterial need, you're dependent on God. And it's profoundly freeing. Bringing your needs to a Father who knows your needs and desires and fulfills all of those is a beautiful and a freeing thing. When you're dependent on God, you're free from want and need. And that's the beautiful picture that Psalm 23 paints for us and celebrates. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, in this journey, you can walk through green pastures and valleys of death and have no fears or anxieties because the Lord, your God, your great shepherd is near you. He's with you. He cares for your every need. The psalmist continues to blow our minds with this picture. In verse 5, he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What freedom we find in our dependence upon the Lord. He's saying to us, come here, sit, feast at this table. Every day you can delight in the good and merciful provision that I give you while you sit and eat 
all of your past regrets, all of your fears and anxiousness, thoughts about the future, all of the worries that you have throughout the day, all of your enemies, they stand and watch because they're despised and defeated by the person and the work of Jesus Christ. You can have the freedom, you can have freedom at the Lord's table. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it's a declaration of dependence is what it is. It's God's people declaring the very counterintuitive truth that our greatest joy is found in dependence. Our greatest life is found in dependence. Our greatest freedom is found in dependence. Do you have the courage to pray this prayer? Do you have the courage to declare dependence on God? Here's what I want to do. I want to close with a simple question. What do you need from God today? What do you need from God today? Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a compassionate heart for the needy in our community. Maybe you need to ask him for repentance to help you to turn away from your sin. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never put your faith and trust in God And faith just seems like an impossible thing to do. Maybe you need faith today. God, help me put my faith in you and depend on you wholeheartedly. Whether it's big or small, material or immaterial, I want to give you a moment of silence to just pray and just ask God for whatever it is, whatever your need is today. So let's take a few moments and do that. Well, Father God, we just come to you this morning and we thank you for giving us today our daily bread. And Father, we want to thank you for the gift of dependence. Lord, for some of us, we we may struggle to, to feel like it's okay to be dependent. We don't like to depend on others. We feel vulnerable to depend on others. But Lord, that's your heart, that we would come to you like children and that we would depend on you because we have to depend on you. We can't be our own savior. We can't rescue ourselves from Satan and sin and death. And so, Lord, we look to you, Jesus, for that because you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the way you are the truth, and you are the life. And no one comes to the Father except through you, God. So Lord, help us to, to recognize that you provide our daily bread. That we don't have to look to anyone or anything else to do that. Lord, help us to, to see you 
as the good king that you are and that we can approach you as the little children and we can depend on you for our daily bread. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Ritman Grace Podcast. If you have questions or would like to know more about our church, please visit www.ritmangrace.org or email us at ritmangbc at aol.com.